نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله تعالى عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد أم المؤمنين عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنها the mother of the believers she explains a narration upon the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in which he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam eloquently explains to us all the details pertaining to the initial trials of a person's time in his grave. And in this explanation of the Prophet ﷺ, he mentions a concept, a part of belief, a principle in every single person's life that governs whether or not he will be or she will be successful in the test of the grave, the test of Yawm Al-Qiyamah, and in them entering into Jannah or in the fire. In this lengthy hadith reported in the Muslim of Imam Ahmad Aisha anha mentions that the Prophet says He says وسلم, and as for the trials and the tribulations of the grave and in it, you are going to be tested. And in it, you are going to be asked. He says, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, فَإِذَا كَانَ الرَّجُلُ الصَّالِحُ أُجْلِسَ فِي قَبْرِهِ غَيْرَ فَزْعٍ وَلَا مَشْعُوذٍ As for a pious and righteous servant of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he'll be made to sit up in his grave. And he wouldn't be frightened, nor would he be surprised. ثُمَّ يُقَارَ لَهُ It will be said to him فِيمَ كُنْتْ What were you upon? فَيَقُولُ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ He will reply by saying I was upon Islam فَيُقَالُ مَا هَذَا الرَّجُلَ الَّذِي كَانَ فِيكُمْ What do you say about this man that used to be upon you? Some of these scholars of Islam they say perhaps every person in the grave will be given an image or a visionary of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So he asked him, what did you say about this man? What was your message? How did you react about this man? This man that used to be upon you. To which the pious and the righteous servant of Allah Jalla wa'ala فيقول, he will respond and he will say, Muhammad, Rasulullah, جَاءَنَا بِالْبَيِّنَاتِ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ فَصَدَّقْنَا he is Muhammad, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He came to us with evidences, he came to us with signs from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, فَصَدَّقْنَا 
and we believed in him and we affirmed that he was truthful we believed in him and we affirmed that he was truthful so he says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open for him furujatun or furujatun qibla al-nar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will open for him a gap or a window from the hellfire in itself and he will look towards it and he will see it eating one part of another he will see the fire eating and destroying each and every single level of it it will be said to him look at this place look at this place which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has saved you from then he says sallallahu alayhi wa sallam a window or a door or an opening or a gap will be opened for him from the gaps or the windows of Jannah. فَيَنْظُرُ إِلَيْهَا You look upon it and you see it as gardens, as rivers, as beautiful spells. He will see the delights of God, the delights of Jannah. It will be said to him, look at this place. This is going to be your seat. This is going to be the place that Allah Jalla wa'ala will reward you by. And then a caller will call. We said at the very beginning of the khutbah that the message of this hadith, the message of this khutbah in fact, is going to be about this call that the caller will call. A caller will call, he will say, عَلَى الْيَقِينِ عَلَى الْيَقِينِ كُنْتِ وَعَلَيْهِ مُتْ وَعَلَيْهِ تُبْعَثُ إِن شَاءَ اللَّهِ Upon yaqeen, upon certainty, you used to live your life. Upon certainty, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took your soul and upon certainty you'll be raised up on the day of judgment. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam continued And as for the evil and the wretched servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He'll be made to sit up in his grave scared, astonished and surprised. فَيُقَالْ It will be said to him فِيمَا كُنْتْ what were you upon? For he will say, So he says, I heard that people used to say matters, used to say statements. They used to say things and follow things. So I said like how they said and I followed what they followed. Then I go and an opening will be open for him from Jannah. فَيَنْظُرُ إِلَيْهَا And he will see its beauty, he will see its gardens, he will see his delights, and he will see its wonders, he will see its pleasure that Allah Jalla has prepared for the believers. It will be said to him, look at this place, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not allowing you to ever enter into it. And then he will be shown a vision and an opening will be opened up for him. From the opening of the fire and if he said to him look into this place and you will see the fire eating the fire the levels eating its levels the fears he will feel and he will say to him this is your place this is your place when you are resurrected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then a caller will call and the caller will say ala shakki kunt wa alayhi mut wa alayhi tuba'athu insha'Allah you used to live your life in doubt 
and you were raised up, or rather you lived your life in doubt, and you passed away, Allah took your soul in doubt, and you've been raised up to Allah Jalla wa'ala with doubt. In this hadith, the Prophet explains to us a matter of the unseen, and he explains to us that the only people that will be successful and able to answer in response to the angels in their grave are those who live their life with a concept of Iman, a concept of faith, the envelope every dealing of theirs in this dunya, and that is the concept of Al-Yaqeen, the concept of absolute certainty. The term Yaqeen, the term Yaqeen, the word Yaqeen, مشتقل من لغة العرب من مادة يقن التي تدل على زوال الشك. It's an Arabic word that means the removal of all types of doubt. Imam Sa'di rahimahullah ta'ala says, Al-Yaqeen هو العلم التام الذي ليس فيه أدنى شك موجد العمل. He says, Al-Yaqeen in itself is a type of knowledge whereby a person doesn't have any level of doubt. Al-Yaqeen, he says, necessitates action. Certainty, he says, necessitates action. Certainty, he says, is a type of faith that the person has in his heart, whereby he has and does not possess any level, any level of doubt in the religion of Allah, in the matters of faith, in the matters of the unseen, in the prophecy of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in his prophethood, in the Quran, all of the concepts of Islam he believes entirely with absolute certainty. And therefore it necessitates righteous, noble, glorious actions. For it's not possible for one to believe in Allah Jalla wa'ala. And to believe with certainty that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. Yet not follow this claim with actions. Imam Malik rahimahullah ta'ala once saw one of his companions or one of his students rather. And his student used to say to him, Oh Imam Malik. I love Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so much that if I was from the Sahaba themselves, I would have made sure that I would carry him on my back wherever he went. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't let his blessed feet touch the ground. <coughs> Imam Malik looked towards him and looked towards his appearance, looked towards his characteristics and his mannerisms, looked towards his worship, and he laughed. And he said to him, You love the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Then this is not the behavior or the characteristics, or the worship of the one that loves Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For yaqeen, certainty, and certainty in person's claims is always backed up, backed up with actions. This way Imam al-Muzami, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says, when comparing and discussing why Abu Bakr radiallahu an surpassed all of the Sahaba, he says, Wallahi, ma sabaqahum Abu Bakr bikathir al-siyam wa la salat ولكن سبقهم باليقين باليقين. He says, والله أبو بكر رضي الله عنه he didn't surpass, he didn't overtake, he didn't beat all of the Sahaba in the way in which he performed his prayers or his charity or his fast or any of the other acts of worship. Although no doubt he had mighty, noble, great acts of worship. He said, والله rather he beat them all, he surpassed them all with certainty in his heart. With certainty in his heart. 
نسوا امام احمد رحمه الله تعالى انا الطبراني رحمه الله تعالى نسي صلاه اول هذه الامه بالزهد واليقين the righteousness the uprightness of this ummah at the beginning of time and in the beginning of generations was because of yaqeen was because of a level of certainty in their hearts imam ahmed he also reports that the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says sallallahu ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for al yaqeen wal mu'afa ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for al yaqeen for certainty and ask him subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness fa innahu lam yu'ta ahadun ba'da al yaqeen khayran min al mu'afa but there is nothing better than yaqeen there is nothing better than yaqeen or after yaqeen then forgiveness and asking allah for forgiveness affirming in this hadith that the greatest thing you can ask for the greatest level of iman is the ability to be certain about the concepts of this deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ibn Mas'ud radiyallahu ta'ala anhi used to say, As-sabr shatr al-iman. Ibn Mas'ud used to say, As-sabr shatr al-iman. Reiterating the words of the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That patience is half of iman. But he says, Wal-yaqeen al-imanu kulluhu. As for yaqeen, as for certainty, then it is the whole of Iman. As for certainty, then it is the whole of Iman. We're living in a time, oh brothers, oh sisters in Islam, through schools and through educational institutes and even in the workplace, or messages that are broadcasted to us in our homes, or through newspapers that we read. We're living at a time with the ideology of Islam, while the concepts with the concepts of Islam are being challenged by many different groups and organizations across the world. Secularism, feminism, Darwinism, <coughs> atheism, all of these different concepts are challenging and trying to rebuke and refute the pure message of Islam. And you find students you find adults, teenagers, even the elderly sometimes, attending these gatherings, watching these broadcasts, reading these messages. And sometimes they leave with their hearts enveloped in certain types of doubt. The arguments that these enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have gathered together in order to try to piece away Islam brick by brick is there to make us question our level of sincerity, our level of certainty in the deen of Allah. And this is why Khalid ibn Ma'dan rahimahullah ta'ala used to say, تَعَلَّمُوا الْيَقِينَ كَمَا تَتَعَلَّمُوا الْقُرْآنِ Make sure you learn and you study certainty. Just like how you learn and you study Al-Qur'an. Our teachers, these scholars of Islam, they say, make sure you raise your children up teaching them the concepts of Islam, proving to them the fallacies of all of these different ideologies that contradict Islam. This is why Imam al-Da'wah, Muhammad al-Wahhab rahimahullahu ta'ala, used to often write and speak about the concepts of al-Iman, the first book that is often taught 
in madrasas, in educational institutes, is usul al-thalata, the three fundamental principles. Believing in Allah, believing in Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and knowing and understanding that deen of Allah is the absolute truth. These concepts, these pillars, are what we are going to be asked about in the brain. These concepts, these principles, must be mastered by every one of us. These concepts, these principles, must be certain, must be aspects for which we are absolutely certain about. So learn and study. Educate yourselves and your children and your family members to ensure that each and every single one of them are absolutely certain without any doubt whatsoever about Allah Jalla wa'ala existing about Allah Jalla wa'ala deserving worship about Allah Jalla wa'ala being perfect in his rububiyyah being perfect in him being the lord of mankind and creating and nurturing his creation and being perfect in his rububiyyah that he deserves the ultimate level of worship and being perfect in his name and attributes study this study this through the language even of proving that he exists subhanahu wa ta'ala to your children because they will be asked they will be questioned if they are not already being asked and not being questioned <coughs> they will have in their hearts an opportunity for doubt to enter for they are studying in secular schools that will promote and push and shut down their thoughts the idea of Darwinism and evolution and evolution these concepts are already normal to them. So if there isn't a similar fight, a similar challenge, a similar rebuttal, or greater in their homes, or in their madrasas, then no brothers or sisters in Islam, it's only a matter of time. Till we lose, till we lose the people that we love to religions and ideologies that contradict Islam. Ponder the concept of how children are in their schools for six, seven hours a day. There has to be six, seven hours of Islam being presented to them, of these doubts being rebuttal, of Allah Jalla wa'ala being proven to them, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa being proven to them as the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa Make them reach the level of certainty and regularly have these discussions with them. تَعَلَّمُ الْقُرْآنِ تَعَلَّمُ الْيَقِينِ كَمَا تَتَعَلَّمُ الْقُرْآنِ Make them study yaqeen. Make them study certainty. Introduce them to the videos, to the debates of the pious before us. Like the likes of Ahmed Didat even. Where he discusses and proves that Islam is the truth. Where he discusses and proves and rebuttals the fallacies and the falsehood in Christianity and Judaism. Make them and nurture them with these concepts, these concepts of certainty that they can hold on forever. Ibn al-Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, used to say, Ibn al-Qayyim used to say, it is important for the slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to understand for the perfection of his soul, his mind and his body. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala deserves to be worshipped. That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of truth. And that Islam 
is the only religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alif Lam Mim. ذلك الكتاب لا ريب فيه هدى للمتقين ورد الله جل وعلا say when he began the Quran there is no doubt about this kitab beginning by telling us there is nothing in it nothing in it that's incorrect there is nothing in it that will cause you doubts there is nothing in it that's wrong beginning his message beginning the kitab by telling us look this is the religion of truth and then he re-emphasizes this point Subhanahu wa ta'ala by bringing two ayat for which she concludes by saying These are people who believe with certainty in the Akhirah <laughs> These are people that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given guidance They are people that will be successful Take the examples of the prophets that came before us who had this level of certainty that couldn't be questioned. Ibrahim السلام, as he was catapulted into the fire by the disbelievers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the angel Jibreel descended and the angel Jibreel asked him, Ibrahim, O friend of Allah, O prophet of Allah, should I come and assist you? Should I come to help you? For which he responded saying, from you, no, but from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yes. Being absolutely certain that Allah will help him. For which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, قُلْنَا يَا نَارُ كُونِي بَرْدًا وَسَلَامًا عَلَىٰ إِبْرَاهِيمٌ We said, oh fire, be cool, be peaceful for Ibrahim alayhi salam. Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu ta'ala an, he narrates the story of his uncle, Anas ibn Nadr radiyallahu an, in the battle of Uhud. Anas ibn Nadr radiyallahu an, couldn't participate in the battle of Badr. So he used to say to the Sahaba, but Allah, if you see me in Uhud, if you see me in the next battle, you'll see acts of courage. For he was a man that was true to his word. He was a man that was true to his word through his actions in the battle of Uhud. But when Uhud took place, look to Anas ibn Nadr. Anas ibn Nadr radiallahu an, when the Muslims were being sandwiched by the disbelievers on either side. And Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu an, who was a non-Muslim then, he tactically came round the Muslim army and there you found the Muslims on either side you found the disbelievers approaching them to the extent it caused great moments of horror for the Muslims they were in absolute hysteria Muslims accidentally killing their brothers Muslims, fellow Muslims Anas ibn Nadr he saw the army of the disbelievers coming towards the direction of the Muslims and he saw some of the believers fleeing some of the believers went to Al Medina. Some of the believers just sat on the floor, shocked and astonished as to what happened. Some of the believers thought that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam had been killed, so they retreated into the mountains. Anas ibn Nadr radiyallahu he began running towards the army of the kuffar, and as he was running towards them, Sa'ad ibn Mu'adh radiyallahu the leader of the Ansar, he asked them, oh, Anas ibn Nadr, what are you doing? Where are you going? You're only going to find the enemy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in front of you. Where are you going, O Anas ibn Nadr? Anas ibn Nadr radiallahu anhu responded by saying, By Allah, I smell the fragrance of paradise over there. By Allah, I smell the fragrance of paradise over there. He was somebody that was truthful to his words, certain about the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. To the extent 
through Allah Jalla wa'ala granted him martyrdom. No one was able to identify his body. For his body was covered with bruises and scars. His body was covered with wounds. Until his sister identified him by the way in which his hands or his fingers used to look. A man that was certain of the promise of Allah. A man that was certain of the promise of Allah. A man that lived with al-yaqeen. The brothers and sisters in Islam, the challenges we face as Muslims, they increase as days, as months, as years go by. This, the religion of Islam always had an opposition. The Orientalists, they tried to challenge Islam. The Quraysh, in the time of the Prophet they tried to challenge Islam. Challenging Islam through our ideology. But none of them was successful. Every single one of them took their places back into their homes. None of them had any effect on the hearts of the believers. Because the believers studied and they mastered certainty. Because the believers studied and they mastered what needed them to acquire the level of certainty. The reason why we are falling today, the reason why believers are leaving the fall of Islam is because certainty is no longer taught. So we leave our hearts open to the same doubts, the same challenges that the generations before easily rebuttaled. واستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إن الله غفور الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه وبعد أبو هريرة رضي الله عنه he mentions a hadith upon the tongue of the Prophet that gives every single person who is striving to attain and acquire certainty a great possible level, a great possible level of reward. Abu Hurairah was called by the Prophet. The Prophet gave Abu Hurairah his shoes or his sandals. And he said to him, Idhab Go with these two shoes or these two sandals. Go with these two shoes or go with these two sandals of mine. Whoever you find behind this barrier or this wall, Yashhadu Allah ilaha illallah mustaqilan biha qalbuhu. He said that the Prophet gave me his sandals and he said to him, O Abu Hurairah, take my sandals and whoever you meet behind this wall or behind this barrier that says, Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah, that says none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah, Mustaqanan, Mustaqanan biha qalwu. In a manner whereby his heart is absolutely certain about it. Then give him the glad tidings of Jannah. Give him the glad tidings of Jannah. Imam Abdul Qayyim, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, and we conclude with this, inshallah Ta'ala. 
جزء اليقين ينقسم الى ثلاثه اقسام اليقين itself is categorized or split into three different levels and every believer should strive his utmost to acquire the highest level but the highest level cannot be acquired except through going through every one of those levels he says the first level is yaqeen al-khabar is being certain about the reports being certain about the commandments and the prohibitions that they are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being certain about them knowing that it's come from Allah he says rahimahullah ta'ala and the second level is yaqeen al-dalalah certainty in showing that you believe in showing that you believe in these reports you believe in the reports you believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said that alcohol is haram you believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told you to stay away from zina you believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to perform the prayer you believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded you to give zakat the second level is to implement and act by these levels of certainty in your hearts and then he says rahimahullah ta'ala and the third level is yaqeen al-mushahada the third level is not just implementing what you what you believe what you are certain about but implementing it with absolute perfection worshiping allah as if though you can see him and if you cannot then to know that he subhanahu wa ta'ala sees you these are the levels of yaqeen it's all of us as believers of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala living in the 21st century in the west we must ensure that every report in Qur'an and in Sunnah, even though it may not make sense to us, because it only may not, it will only not make sense if we don't possess that knowledge. For everything confirms, <coughs> everything walks side by side with pure intellect and pure logic, as Shaykh al-Islam Utaibiyah mentions. <coughs> Nothing is there in Qur'an or Sunnah that will contradict pure logic. But logic has been in itself tarnished. Logic has been corrupted and perverse by our upbringings and by what we have been introduced to. So every one of us must begin by believing everything in Qur'an and everything in Sunnah. This is the first level of Yaqeen. Believing in it with certainty. Believing in it that it's the truth. Believing in it that it will grant us benefit in this dunya and in the Akhirah. The second is implementing what we believe with certainty. And the third and final, the third and the final stage is to perfect them in a manner whereby we are pleased of how it's going to be submitted to Allah because it is done, it's carried out knowing that Allah Jalla wa'ala can see us May Allah Jalla wa'ala give us that level of yaqeen May He subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us and our children for all of the doubts of the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow us to worship Him with absolute certainty understanding that He sees us Jalla wa'ala enabling us to worship him as if though we can see him. Allahumma a'iz al-Islam wal-Muslimin. Allahumma adil al-Shirk wal-Mushrikin. Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbu al-Afwa fa'fu anna. Allahumma rabbana atina fi al-Dunya hasana. Wa fi al-Akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-Nar. Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama sallayta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidu majid. Allahumma barik ala Muhammad wa ala ala Muhammad kama barakta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim innaka hamidu majid. Wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi jma'in. Qumu bis-salat.